and welcome to the Forbes India Cover Story podcast series in association with the indicas.com. My name is Abhishek. This issue puts Sanjay Nair, who's a master deal maker from KKR, a private equity firm on the cover. On the other line is Deepthi Chaudhary, editor enterprises from Forbes India who's written this cover. Hi Deepthi, thanks for joining in. Hi Abhishek. Deepthi, before we launch into your cover story, tell us briefly about what is private equity in the Indian context? How is it different from the US? So Abhishek, private equity industry in India is about 15 years old. It started in 2000 and private equity it refers to equity investments in private companies. So on one hand you have the startups where you have vc firms and on the other hand you have these companies which are growth companies they have a scale they have revenues they have profits these big guys uh, you know with large tickets come in and they invest in these firms the check could be anywhere from uh, you know 30 million dollars to an upwards of you know 600 800 even a 1 billion dollar just to give you a sense of how critical this industry is in india right now you know private equity investors put in about 21 billion dollars last year So it's a very critical asset class which gives capital to entrepreneurs who are looking for funding for either expansion, scaling up, getting into new markets. This kind of capital does not come easy. And also private equity investors do a lot of value add. It's not just capital they provide and they sit for it. They actually open doors. for example a global firm like a kkr which has invested across the globe will actually connect you with you know potential clients or even potential management people and in that context uh, the center of your cover story there are two firms in action one is avendus capital a financial services firm and kkr the private equity firm that we all know about take us through what your cover story is and why indeed is it on the cover what what was the thinking in your edit room or in your in your discussions about uh, taking this subject on the cover as i said it was slightly unusual to have it there so there were many reasons the biggest being that kkr has done exceptionally well in the last one year so for example a private equity firm is not just known by the investment it makes it's also known for the exits it makes right so it's not just about investing money it's also about bringing that money back with decent returns to your investors a it invested in companies like evendis So Avendis is a is a very very interesting transaction right Avendis is a very big home grown investment bank firm uh, you know every second or third transaction that is being announced nowadays belongs to Avendis investing in an i bank primarily an i bank is not something that you see every day with the with the money that has come in from KKR Avendis has very concrete plans of going beyond what it does So the company is now planning to be a huge financial services firm beefing up its wealth management getting on with its NDFC because credit is huge uh, in India there is a huge massive demand for it they are introducing new things which were not there in the other you know advisory services so for example avendis access mm-hmm. right which gives people um, you know who have uh, esops Uh-huh. an option of selling their esops to someone else so these are the kind of things that avendis is planning to do which is massive and and the most amazing part about avendis is not just the i banking part but the team as well uh-huh. these three people ranu bora kaushal agrawal gorav deepak have created a huge niche and respect for themselves in this market which is not something that happens every day tell us a little bit about uh, sanjay nair you you write that he 
has had a stellar record under Citibank, where profits and revenue grew, grew multifold when he was at the helm. So Sanjay Nair is a, one thing if you meet him that strikes you is that he's an extremely bright person. Another thing about him is that he was a banker for a very long time. So he understands the capital needs of an entrepreneur that comes with experience and you know your understanding. So his, his depth of knowledge of Indian market as well as what a promoter will look for is very unique. And that's the reason why he has been able to differentiate KKR more than anyone else. So when he started in India as uh, as the CEO of KKR, he he started as a private equity investor. But within a year, he realized that you know Indian promoters are more happy, and the appetite for debt is so much larger than equity. So he started his first corporate NBFC. And if you see today, uh, he has done 11 private equity deals worth 1.7 billion dollars, but his NBFCs have offered loans of more than 3 billion. He has been able to understand the market faster and better than anybody else. His NBFCs already have seen returns. You know, there is a 30-35% part of the credit portfolio that has already returned money. In a market where private equity firms sit and wait for 8, eight years, 10 years to get returns, here is a guy who has, who has returns coming in already. Right. So has he been able to, you know, crack that sweet spot between if I were an entrepreneur, I go to a bank, they probably might not lend me money because of my track record. I then go to the unorganized sector or maybe debt for that matter. Uh, raising money there is not all that easy. So there is this gap, uh, which I think you mentioned in your piece, a huge gap, which uh, the Mr. Nair spotted and he's trying to create opportunities for entrepreneurs and non-banking financial corporations to you know marry or to talk to each other and start having those transactions which wasn't the case earlier right so you know he is somebody if he likes your company and in liking it's not a personal liking it has to be a completely financially viable business if it makes sense to him he will probably start with offering you an equity you know transaction if for some reason equity is not very feasible, he can structure the deal according to your needs and his aspirations of returns. So he actually goes to the extent of tailoring a transaction which can have both equity and debt to keep a promoter comfortable and happy and give him the cash flow that he needs to sustain or scale the business. Now this kind of strength does not come easily to everyone. But Sanjay Nair can do it because he has created those capital pools which are needed to sustain these structured deals. Also, I need to add that Sanjay Nair has been able to do this all because KKR has allowed him to do this. So in many ways, KKR, the global US firm, has seen sense in what he is doing. And that's probably the reason why he has been able to do it. And what is there in it for a firm like Avendis? So right now, Avendis plans to become a complete financial services firm. They want to focus on their NBFC. The NBFC will have probably a balance sheet of about 300 crore, 400 crore. The money, is, the money uh, 106 million that they have raised from KKR will actually go majorly into the NBFC. As I was mentioning to you, debt is a huge business in India right now. They will probably look at the mid-segment, where again the demand for capital is huge because banks do not lend in a hurry, right? And more so now. 
uh, when they're facing so many NPLs. They have a wealth management business already, but they want to spearhead it further. They have created very strong relations with the new generation Indian entrepreneurs, and about 40% of that clientele is, is going to be with Avendis. Then they have advisory business, which is rising and shining year on year, which is expected to go the way it is going now. They have also made overseas inroads. They are in U.S. You know, the plan really is to create a mini Goldman Sachs out of India. A merchant bank which has a balance sheet which can give you credit, which can offer you all sorts of services that you need over your lifetime and not just for one transaction. Right. And is it is it a good time, Deepthi, to be in this industry, payment banks, non-bank financial institutions? Uh, uh, Mr. Modi's government is pushing for these things with licenses being opened. This is a good time to be in that space then? Yeah, it seems to be so, you know, and, and Avengers is not new in its scheme of things. It's a... It's an old organization in that context. It's a very respected organization. And also we have to understand the promoters. Sanjay took about a 68% stake. You know, the promoters, of course, had doubts what will happen if they give away so much of equity. But they were never majority stakeholders to begin with. You know, there were other investors like AmeriCorp and Eastgate. They were holding majority stakes. So the, the trio were used to the idea of not having majority stake with themselves. But in this scene, what happened was that the, the stake was with one private equity firm. That would change dynamics a bit. But then, if you, if you look at how KKR has been investing in the country, they have done majority stake transactions. ATG is a good example of that. KKR uh, you know, investors or Sanjay Nair or, or other people of KKR India, they do not become managers. They do not become CEOs. They let the promoters run the business, as we have seen in the case of ATG. Uh, Yogesh Mahansariya is still at the helm, while the company has been sold to a Japanese firm. It's not that KKR has taken a majority stake and all of a sudden they will start running the company. We have to understand that as much as the idea is lucrative for KKR, it's also the management team that is lucrative. So Ranu continues to do what he is doing. Gaurav Deepak, who is um, you know one of the most successful eye bankers in the country, continues to be at helm of their advisory services, and Kaushal continues to do what he is doing for the wealth advisory, wealth management business. You you paint a very optimistic note about private equity firms in India. The term shark is used in the U.S. I think because they are the ones who come swoop in, take management control, are ruthless. Uh, probably not the case with KKR in India then. And I think on that note, Deepthi, uh, it's time to wrap up. Thank you very much. Thanks, Abhishek. And all you listeners, please pick this uh, issue. You can listen to this podcast on ForbesIndia.com as well as on iTunes. And to have someone call you for a Forbes India subscription, just message Forbes to 51818. 